Well, it looks like we have a beautiful day ahead of us here, which many of us have already begun. And uh, what a blessing to gather each Sunday for this Sabbath rest that the Lord offers us to be able to lift our hearts together in worship and open them to the ways that God wants to nourish us and sustain us throughout this coming week. Also, I want to welcome any visitors that may have joined us this morning. God bless you. We always love having you with us, and we hope you'll come back another time. This parable that we have just heard gives us an idea of how the Lord looked over the crowds that He taught how he's looking at us who are gathered here this morning, this sea of hearts. And Jesus knows that every heart is differently disposed toward him. Every heart is going to react differently to his word, to his teaching. And I love how Jesus through the parable, speaks about how generous he is in sowing this word, how lavish. He doesn't care what kind of heart we have, whether it's the hard footpath or the stony ground without depth or the the weed-infested garden. He just throws out those seeds because he is mercifully hopeful. He knows that by the power of his grace, he can change any heart, no matter where a person is at any given moment. And he can make that heart into that rich ground that is able to receive that word. I love how he teaches because he always makes it obvious what the people listening are going to choose and he makes it attractive. There's not a single one of us who heard this parable this morning that wants to be the hard ground, the rocky ground, the weed-infested ground. We don't want to be that. Every one of us wants to be that rich soil. And maybe as we heard this parable, our desire for it increased. Yes, Lord, I want to be that rich soil. And if my heart is not there yet, please help me. We want to bear fruitful lives how much we would love to live a life of sacrificial love that is more generous, that is more selfless and sacrificial. How much you and I would love to be more deeply healed of the wounds that we still carry. How many of us would enjoy to be more free 
with regard to areas of sin or attachments to things of this world, how much we would love to know the peace and the joy that only God can give. This is why we want to be that rich soil that bears a harvest of holiness a hundred, sixty, or thirty-fold. And the, the, the initial problem <clears throat> is always one of conversion. Conversion of heart. It makes me think of my younger years, especially as a teenager. I did not care about the Word of God. In my unconverted state, if I wanted, if I was physically hungry, I would seek the food that I needed and I would take it in. But I did not think I needed the Word of God, so I did not hunger for it and take it in. And so I sat there Sunday after Sunday in church. And if I wasn't daydreaming, if perchance a seed of God's Word landed on my worldly, wayward heart, the devil could quickly come and just snatch it away because I wasn't taking it in deeply. This is the state of many baptized Christians in our world. Blessed is the one who can say with Jeremiah the prophet, Lord, when I found your words, I devoured them, and they became the joy and the happiness of my heart. Hunger for the Word of God. Did you notice the word that Jesus uses to show the difference between the heart who is like rich soil and the other kinds of soil? Did you notice the one word that he uses? Understanding. Understanding. And if we are going to understand the words that we hear from God, we need to do something. And Mary, who is the model disciple, she is the perfect example of this. And it's pondering. Pondering. Scripture says, Mary, that she kept all the words that Jesus would say in her heart. She kept them. And then it says she would ponder them. And if you and I look up the word ponder in the dictionary, this is what we'll find. To ponder is to think over something thoroughly, soberly, and deeply. Something that is becoming less common in our American culture. 
If we are going to bear this fruit that is possible by this life-giving word, we have to ponder this word. And for that, I believe there's going to be a need to continually be aware and to repent of two areas of sin. The first is spiritual sloth. As a culture, we have a strong tendency to always choose the path of least resistance, to default to those things that give immediate gratification but do not last, but only for a moment. But to do something rather that takes effort, to go up and get a book off the shelf, to get our Bibles or a book of spiritual reading, to open it up and to ponder the words, to think over them thoroughly, soberly, and deeply, they will eventually bear the fruit of understanding in such a way that our hearts are changed and pointing us more toward eternity. Spiritual sloth. And the second sin is very much related to it, and it is intemperance with regard to this. Whether it's an iPhone or a television or a computer screen or an iPod or a Peapod, Overindulgence with this technology. Satan is making use of this wonderful device to choke out many possibilities for his word to go deeper. This is what's getting in the way. And if we are going to bear those fruitful lives, we got to make a choice about this. And we got to exercise temperance, greater moderation with regard to this gift. A lot of what we view on these screens is not necessary information. In fact, some of it is like junk food. And we cannot live on a steady diet of junk food. Yes, there are good things on these devices that can be helpful. Sometimes what we watch can help us to relax, but we use it way too much. What is going to protect us from the errors in our culture? that are deceiving so many people? Why, for example, are so many Christians, baptized Christians, year by year, more and more of them are becoming relativists, which means that they no longer believe in objective truth, 
But that truth is simply subjective. It's whatever I think or feel about something. And many baptized Christians are siding more with the secular culture than with the gospel when it comes to areas of human sexuality, when it comes to areas of truths about God, when it comes to areas of marriage and family life, when it comes to our understanding of the dignity of human life, many are siding more with the culture than with the gospel and the church. And we will be vulnerable to these errors unless we are firmly grounded in the truth And this word of the gospel is deeply rooted in us. We cannot go on with a taste for the junk food in the culture and live with an indifference and aversion to the things of the Spirit. We must be able to say with St. Peter, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. And to come to the Lord's table hungry and ready to ponder what we hear. So as we now receive today Jesus in the Eucharist, who is the Word made flesh, as we take him in, Let us take a moment to ponder what we have just received. Whom was given to us in such a way that can change us and affect the way we live the rest of the week. Amen.